We're not taking the summer off, we're working hard. Teams cannot wait to deliver new games, new reveals, new news for you. So it's time to get hyped. You're gonna see today the first ever Xbox Series X gameplay from our partners around the world. Alright, cheers, welcome to episode 42 of the Tidal Hack Podcast, I'm your man Chris Curry. Um, Microsoft has shown off the first Xbox Series X gameplay, and I say gameplay in the biggest inverted commas of all time. Um, yeah, it's, it's it was an interesting video, um, so I thought I was going to break it down and kind of talk more about each of the games in case you missed it, or in case you saw it and were just thinking, well... Maybe I'd like to know a bit more about each of those titles because they were just trailers without much else. And um, you may not have realised that there have been kind of press releases and various blog posts and stuff posted since then. Um, so you might want to kind of find out more about each of the games. So I'm going to do that. Um, and then also kind of discuss the whole gameplay versus um, an engine footage uh, debate which is going on. Uh, but first we'll kind of get to the games and then we'll address that later on. Um, this is kind of timed to go with the actual video. Um, so if you've got a PC or what have you nearby and you've got the video there, um, I'm about to do a countdown and, and kind of say go and that'll go at the same time, that'll correspond with the countdown on the actual video. So if you want to get your video ready to the zero mark, um, I'll also put a version on my YouTube channel so you can watch it as well. Um, if you get it ready for the zero mark and then we get ready to hit go, um, hit play on go, then you'll be able to see what I'm talking about as I'm talking about it, which is very lovely. Okay, so let's go for it. We'll go three, two, one, go. So, inside Xbox, fun times. Um, obviously, there's witty banter, which always goes on with these things. Um, you can't just straight go straight to videos. You've always got to have a bit of, a bit of pattern and a bit of bants. Um, it, it was kind of hosted, this one was hosted by Aaron Greenberg, who's the GM of games marketing for Xbox. Um, and it kind of launches like a really terrible quality zoom video, which I suppose is the norm these days, um, in front of a kind of Xbox fridge meme kind of. If people miss that meme, that's going to be a really weird look. Um, but essentially the joke was that people said it looked like a fridge, so he's put like a photoshopped fridge behind him, and that, that's his zoom background. Hijinks um, all around. So Aaron basically says, we're going to show you Footage from Xbox Series X for the first time, uh, gameplay, which the, the video itself actually says gameplay, um, and you're going to get to see a bunch of games from our partners. So basically, you're seeing third-party games today, um, and then he says we've got a lot more stuff to come. Don't worry, and um, this is just the kind of first batch of it essentially, um, and there's a lot more. Uh, to see in the coming months and he says well, we showed you Hellblade 2 back at the Games Awards um, and now we're going to show you a bit more from our third parties um, he then kind of passes over to Matt Booty uh, I suppose you could call it a call of Booty um, and Booty turns up uh, a Booty call I suppose you could call it Matt Booty turns up um, responds to the Booty call and basically throws sand on the whole thing right away and says yeah you're not going to see any first party stuff here mate um, yeah, I'm going to see anything until July. That's when we're going to show our stuff because presumably their um, E3 plans aren't being derailed by this. 
Um, they're basically saying we're going to show you what we were going to show at E3, we're going to show you it in July. Uh, so that'll be when all the Xbox Game Studios, the first party stuff will be shown, including Halo. Um, so there you go. So, Booty passes back to Greenberg to say, right, get on with it, mate. Uh, we've wasted at least 60 seconds, hurry up. Uh, so Greenberg then says, okay, and drops some hype bombs and then passes over to the first game. Um, and when he shows the first game, we get this kind of message at the start, uh, which basically says, every game you're about to see is being optimised for Series X, which kind of raises the question initially of how many of them are going to be on the Xbox One. Or does that mean that um, is that an acknowledgement that they're also going to be on PS5 and that the Series X versions will be tweaked to look better than the PS5 because it'll be a bit more powerful um, a lot of these things still need to be clarified so when it says every game you're about to see is being optimised for Xbox Series X um, there's multiple meanings to that it could mean it'll be on current gen and next gen as most of these are um, or it could mean it'll be on PS5 and Series X, but the Series X one will look a bit better. We don't know. We don't know what the situation is. I would lean towards the former because a lot of these games are on Xbox One as well, but we'll see. So we launch, we starts off with Bright Memory Infinite, uh, which is a pretty impressive looking Chinese FPS developed by a one-man team uh, called Zen Shang Cheng. Um, there's a thing at the top that says gaming console and development and engine footage representative of expected Xbox Series X uh, quality. Um, that appears in a lot of these and almost word for word. So it's almost as if Microsoft has told them that's the the blurb they've got to go with. Um, that was the initial thing that led to a lot of people saying, oh, wait a minute. But to be fair, um, we've been through the PlayStation 3 uh, scandal when a year before PS3 launched, Sony just released a load of impossible uh, tech demos that were barely possible on PlayStation 4, let alone PlayStation 3. Uh, so we've been through that. So as as disappointing as it is that this isn't actual gameplay, um, I would I would I would make a guess that. It's not going to look massively different from this because we've been through this already. We're, we're, we're living in an age now where people, the second these games come out, uh, your digital foundries and the like are going to dig up these old trailers and say, well, did it look like the game? Did it? Uh, so you've got to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that even if the game won't have exactly look like that because of the HUD, it won't have the HUD and it won't have the camera viewpoint. You've got to, at this point, accept, give them the benefit of the doubt and accept that it's all in engine. Uh, which is fine. So, Bright Memory Infinite is set in the year 2036. You play as a member of a supernatural research organisation and it's got time travelling and samurai fights in it. It's got a kind of energy whip thing, which is quite cool. Driving sections. I'm curious to see how much that one will cost um, because the original Bright Memory um, is currently on Steam for like seven quid and the developer guy says that anyone who owns it will get the Steam version of Bright Memory Infinite for free when it comes out. So if they try to charge like 40 quid for the Series X version or anything like that, there will be civil war. Or at least a couple of people will be a bit annoyed. But regardless, it's going to be curious to see because the, the first bright memory is already out on... Apparently, basically the guy was going to try a th- episodic three-part thing and um, then gave up and decided to make Infinite instead and make it just the, the big one. Uh, so bright memory 
chapter one, which is now just called Bright Memory, is currently on Steam. So if you want to try the kind of prototype, you can get it now on Steam for seven quid, and then you'll get the full game uh, for free when it comes out. So we'll see what happens on Xbox, but there you go. Decent start. The most... Probably the most gameplay you'll you'll see, or the, the closest thing to gameplay you'll see in the whole thing. Um, up next is Dirt 5. Again, it says captured an engine. Uh, and then it has that blurb again about being console and development representative of expected quality. Um, Dirt 5 is also the first of today's games that features smart delivery, which means if you buy the game on Xbox One, uh, when you get the Xbox One X, It'll, it'll be in your library already and you'll just download the Xbox One X version and can instantly upgrade at no extra cost, which is cool. It's a really cool idea. Um, it kind of long gone are the days of... Uh, like back when Xbox One launched, uh, the vast majority of games that were on Xbox 360, it was like tough. You're going to have to buy it again. Like one of the Assassin's Creed, I can't remember which one. Um, might have been Assassin's Creed. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. But certainly at Xbox One launch, there was a, a few games that were you had kind of basically had to double dip and, and buy twice. And it was the case on 360 as well. And I remember buying Gun on 360 at launch, um, even though I had the um, original Xbox version. Um, so yeah, Dirt 5 has smart delivery, so which is a nice wee thing. I tried to get more information on it, but the article was written by Codemasters on the Xbox blog is a bit obtuse. It basically just says, we're doing something different with this one. Have a look at the trailer and you'll see what I mean. And I was like, I mean, as great as it looks, it doesn't look massively different from some of the other Dirt games. I mean, the, there's some more extreme weather. I get the Dirt Rally 2 was the last one they brought out and that was pretty serious and they kind of call them a craze style. But they've had other Dirt games that have been a bit wacky, so it's not like it's a massive shift in tone. Um, apparently it does have a story mode with Troy Baker and Nolan North doing voice acting, which is quite cool. Um, so we'll see. Well, it's out in the autumn, which means Xbox One version will be out long before the Series X one. Um, then we got Scorn, which has been developed by Ebb Software. They were founded in 2013 and they're based in Belgrade in Serbia. Um, loads of kind of weird mutant willy things in this one. It's, it's basically designed like HR Giger stuff. The guy who designed the creatures in Alien and things like that. And you can tell instantly by looking at it. Um, it's it's just grim looking. Uh, even, yeah. Right as I'm saying that, I'm looking at a wee alien willy um, spouting some juices, which is just isn't very, isn't very nice. Um, Apart, I was reading the press release first, and there's loads of kind of pretentious stuff, but it looks really, it does look cool to be fair. But it says, in scorn, the environment is itself a character and will do its best to unsettle and unbalance you, which basically means loads of wellies coming at the walls. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's that. <laughs> um, this one is coming to, they, they just said it's coming to Series X for launch period and will be exclusive to Xbox Series X at launch. This one doesn't have um, smart delivery either, which implies to me that it won't be on Xbox One um, so my assumption is that this is going to be one of the proper next-gen games that um, will only be available on next-gen systems and won't be on current-gen um, and if it does look like I mean this is pretty much all cutscene this one but again they claim it's an engine so if that's how it looks that's good enough for me in terms of, in terms of detail uh, it just remains to be seen what the actual game play is like. Um, so we'll see. Um, but as a proof of concept, as, as, a, as a kind of idea of here's the vibe, I'm, I'm up for it. Then came Chorus, 
which is a space combat shooter by Deep Silver and Fish Labs. Um, and again, it's another smart delivery one, so it's coming to Xbox One as well. Um, this one, apparently you play as two, they claim you play as two heroes, but it just basically means one ship. So the, the pilot is called Nara, and she used to be in this cult called the Circle. Um, and then apparently she must have left the cult for whatever reason, and now the cult are after her. But then you're also technically playing as Forsaken, which is the ship. So it's like a sentient ship that can talk. It's basically kept from Knight Rider, only it's a spaceship, which I'm fully behind. Um, but yeah, it looks cool. They're, they're promising it'll have full ray tracing and 4K at 60 frames a second. So if that all happens, I am curious. Um, it doesn't have a set release date, but it's going to be 2021 apparently. So I bet she looks like she needs a corner and nothing compares to your video, uh, which, fine, looks good. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that one. Like many of the other games on here, there's... At least this one gave you a few kind of brief glimpses of what could be gameplay, like you know, from third person from behind the ship. It looks kind of um, like a standard space combat shooter, but like a really visually impressive one. So we'll see um, how that goes. But yeah, Chorus 2021 is coming out. So there we go. Uh, next up was your obligatory EA Sports section. Uh, looking at Madden NFL 21 I'm a big fan of all the EA Sports games so I'm not even complaining about this you had your man Patrick Mahomes uh, sitting in his own Patrick Mahomes uh, he's the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs who just won the Super Bowl so this is like the Madden equivalent of getting Ronaldo to record a message from his house it's a big deal for NFL fans um, he started with Spiel basically saying that Madden games are older than he is which just instantly made me feel like fucking cranky Kong um, and then they showed this kind of weird montage video that started with original John Madden football on the Apple II in 1988 and kind of worked its way through all the sequels um, until it finally gets, you see like 7 seconds of the new one um, or sorry, the interpretation of what the new one could look like um, and then it goes back to your man Mahomes who basically says if you buy Madden 21 on Xbox One, you'll get the Series X one at no additional cost. You can upgrade at no additional cost, which at first makes it sound like smart delivery, but it isn't really. Um, when you go to the site to look it up, it's basically it's the same deal as what they did with FIFA 14 when the Xbox One launched, um, where they basically say, on this one it says you have to buy Madden 21 on Xbox One by the end of 2020, by the 31st of December 2020. And then you can upgrade to the Series X version by the 31st of March 2021. So they're treating it as two separate games rather than Smart Delivery where, you, where it's just one title and you buy it and then it just downloads the appropriate one for your system. Um, it's There's a Madden 21 on Xbox One and there's a Madden 21 on Series X and you're basically upgrading physically. So I'll be curious to see if upgrading makes your Xbox One version null and void. Um or whether you still get to play that one even when you transfer over to the Series X version. Because uh, at the moment, I appreciate I'm in a unique situation, but um, I'm not. I'm going to buy a Series X, but I'm not going to get rid of my Xbox One. Um, I've got my game room upstairs, so I'm going to move the One upstairs. Uh, my One X, I'm going to move my One X upstairs and put the Series X in the living room. Um, so it would be nice to have FIFA downstairs in the living room. I can play the fancy one on the Series X. And then at night when I go up to the games room to chill out a bit, um, it would be nice to still get some games on, on the One X version uh, without having to pick or choose one or the other. But I appreciate that's a massively unique situation. And 
99.9% people don't have that issue, so never mind. Um, then we cut to Sarah Bond, who's the head of Xbox partnerships, and she basically says that every major publisher in the world is making Xbox games, which must have come as a surprise to Nintendo, because I'm sure they weren't aware they were making any. Um, but yeah, the, the big massive image with loads of uh, publishers in there, and Sega uh, front and centre, which always, Sega always catches my eye. Um, but yeah, she's basically pumped at how many uh, first party, uh, how many third party publishers are making games for the Xbox, and uh, she couldn't be more pleased. You can just see it in her face. Um, then they cut to Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines too, um, which is a big deal for fans of the original one because it's that was like came out sixteen years ago now, um, and now finally they're getting a sequel. Uh, this one's been developed by Hardsuit Labs, um, who made Blacklight Retribution. Six or seven years ago, it was a kind of free-to-play FPS. Um, so now they're working on this. Um, I'm not too keen on the character designs for this one. It looks pretty. Um, they're trying to be insulting. The, the character designs look a bit Xbox 360 area, but obviously in a 4K style. I mean, the, 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 obviously the character models are a lot more detailed than you would have got on that. But I don't know. Something about the faces just seems a bit slightly amateur. To the point that I was watching it. I was re-watching it with Louise, my, my wife, and she doesn't really care about games that much, but she looked at it and says those characters don't look that good, and especially the vampire bit guy at the start who's dancing in a kind of Christmas set, and she was like, that does not look that great, and I'm like, yeah, I know, but I think it's just an artistic choice. Um, so if you're not familiar with Vampire the Masquerade, it's set in the world of darkness, which is a kind of bunch of fictional universes that are made for these horror board games um, and the whole masquerade thing is that these vampires uh, I think this one's set in Seattle um, all these vampires live there and they agree not to use their vampire abilities in front of humans and they agree not to kind of kill anyone if it isn't necessary so that's the masquerade is that they're pretending to be people um, but in Bloodlines 2 there's this big thing called the Mass Embrace where a load of kind of rogue vampires attack a bunch of humans and this breaks the masquerade and it makes all the vampires clans mental and go fuck's going on um so it all kicks off and you're apparently playing as one of the humans who've been turned into a vampire you're a thin blood apparently which means you're a kind of weaker strain of vampire you can still eat human food and you but and you can still be out in the sun basically the sun doesn't hurt you uh, but you're so you're a thin blood apparently. So you're you're not a real vampire. You're a kind of part vampire. I'm sure there'll be loads of mixed race kind of analogies in there. I'm sure there'll be lots of kind of metaphors for real life. So you bet your fangs that'll be the case. Uh, what else? Then there was oh, and Vampire will be uh, smart delivery as well. No release date, but it'll be on Xbox One and Series X, and you'll get them both. Um, then they showed Call of the Sea. From what I can tell, this was the only one of the games showed today that say that it was going to be on Game Pass um, on day one, which is good. It's good to see Xbox Game Pass kind of moving on to next gen as well, because that's one of the best things of this generation. Um, this one's developed by Out of the Blue, which is a brand new studio in Spain, um, and it consists of 12 developers who've worked on stuff like uh, Metroid, Samus Returns, and Celeste, and Guacamelee 2, so it's good to see that this is also a 2D side scroll. Oh no, it isn't. Oh well. Um, to be fair, it does look really cool. It's set in the 30s, um, and as you're playing is Nora, who's like a, a woman whose husband does exhibi- uh, expeditions and he's kind of gone missing. So Nora 
you know, crosses the oceans to go and try and find their man. Um, it's like a puzzle-based first-person adventure game, and it looks like they're going for a kind of Firewatch type of feel, so we'll see how that goes. Um, they said it's launching on Xbox One, PC, and Xbox Series X in late 2020, and it'll be on Game Pass at launch, which is good. Um, up next was The Ascent, and again with the same spiel at the bottom, all footage captured in-game and representative of expected... Um, the Ascent, along with um, Chorus and Bright Memory Infinite, Ascent probably showed the most gameplay footage. There's a lot of cutscenes still, but then it does show you a, a decent amount of what looks like gameplay. Um, this is an action RPG with a kind of cyberpunk theme. Um, it's been published by Curve Digital. It's been developed by Neon Giant, who are a pretty small team. There's like 11 people in it, uh, but they've got experience working on stuff like Gears of War and Wolfenstein, so uh, they know their they know they're apples. Um, it's got a kind of top-down view, uh, which is fine by me, and it's going to have destructible environments. They, they claim that some bits will look like the lobby scene from The Matrix, so if they can pull that off, then they'll have me on board. Um, it looks nice so far. This sort of genre, the kind of top-down action RPG thing, doesn't always lend itself to impressive kind of graphics because it's looking down and it's zoomed out a lot, but the environments look quite cool, and there's a there's potential for good lighting effects and stuff like that with all the cyberpunk shenanigans. So, um, for considering it's a genre that, that doesn't usually look amazing, it, it's, this one actually looks pretty cool. Uh, the Ascent, so I'm up for that. Um, apparently it's coming to Xbox One and Series X later this year and it'll use smart delivery as well, so that's good. Um, up next is the one that kind of caught my eye the most. This is the Medium, uh, developed by Bloober Team. Bloober Team did the Blair Witch game, but before that they also did Observer, um, which is massively underrated. It's a kind of another kind of cyberpunky game. Um, I really liked that one. Um, so this is their latest. Apparently, the central motif, according to their blog, is how your perspective changes your perception, which sounds quite um, pretentious, but whatever, what have you. As uh, so you play as Marianne, who's a medium. Um, and you can kind of interact between the real world and the spirit world. Um, so apparently, because you can access both worlds, you can see uh, a different perspective on things. You get a kind of Silent Hill vibe to it. Um, you know, some of the Silent Hills have got like um, the real world and then the kind of the evil world kind of underneath the underworld, um, which is convenient because um, after the kind of teaser trailer, it cuts to. Andre Madrak, I can't pronounce. I'm not even going to begin to say that that was a correct pronunciation of his name. The writer chap from Bloober Team, um, who kind of pops up and says, "Hello, I uh, hope you liked the look of that. It looks shit hot." Uh, also, Akira Yamaoka is doing the music, uh, who is kind of famously the, the the best composer of all the Silent Hill music. So, it, it, I had a kind of Silent Hill vibe while I was watching it, and I thought it sounds like Silent Hill, and then sure enough. Uh, Silent Hill composer is doing the music for it, so I'm sold instantly in that. Um, the, the the blog on the Xbox site also says we've got another few surprises in the coming months that demonstrate why the game is perfect for the Series X that we cannot yet talk about. Now, this, uh, along with the fact that Patrick Mahomes in that NFL bit says something along the lines of you won't just play the action, you'll feel it, uh, makes me think the Series X controller is going to have this tactile feedback that they're talking about for PS5 as well. Um, I would imagine that's part of the surprise that they're talking about. The blooper team saying it makes it perfect for Series X. I bet there's kind of tactile feedback stuff in it. That's my that's my bet at least. 
Um, so that one will be on Series X and PC during holiday 2020. That one's not smart delivery, which again implies to me it'll only be on Series X and won't be on Xbox One. Um, then Bandai Namco step up to the plate with Scarlet Nexus. Um, it's a new RPG that's been led by former members of the team that made the Tales games. Um, so obviously there's kind of interest there right away. This one takes place in the future. They kind of get Astral Chain vibe to it, but obviously not, not amazing. Not not entirely because it's kind of weird flower monsters that turn up. They're literally like monsters with legs, like kind of Silent Hill nurses, but then they've got bouquets of flowers for bodies, which still look terrifying, which is weird. Um, so yeah, it's set in the future, and people apparently have got like psychic powers or something. And the ones with the best psychic powers all get kind of rounded up and put in this uh, police force called the Other Suppression Force. And they work together to kind of fight the Others, who are these kind of mutant things that have come down from Earth to eat brains or something. I don't know. It's mental. Of course it's mental. You can just tell. Um, the, the, The gimmick seems to be that the Others can't be killed by normal weapons, so you have to use your kind of mind powers to kill them instead. But But... It looks like using your mind powers just involves picking up things around you and throwing them at them. So it's weird that like a bazooka can't kill it, but you can throw a car at it and that'll work. So that's weird. Um, regardless, <laughs> uh, it looks quite cool. It's, it's a cool mix of kind of the environments and the enemies look like proper 3D uh, realistic, but then the characters are almost kind of cell shaded a 2D animated look uh, that the 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 tales series are always really good for it. So like the, the the hero looks the anime style looks kind of flat and hand drawn, um, whereas everything else around them looks realistic. It's it's a really impressive kind of um, art style. And again, it's similar to stuff like Astral Chain and stuff. It's it's not an unfamiliar art style, but it's a really nice looking version of it. Obviously, because they've got extra power. Um, they didn't confirm a release date for it, but it's going to come to both Xbox One and Series X with smart delivery, so there you go. They then showed a kind of brief trailer for Second Extinction, um, another smart delivery game where it's a kind of first-person shooter where you team up with a couple other people and you basically run about shooting dinosaurs. Um, a lot of dinosaurs, to, to be precise. Um, I'm curious about this one. I'm, I'm, I'm up for it in theory. Um, I'm always up for shooting loads of dinosaurs, but I'm also not really a multiplayer gamer. Um, so if I'm, I'm going to hold fire and wait and see if there's an option to still play solo, because the, the big emphasis in the trailer was getting. It says rally your squad. It says and kind of getting together a group of folk, um, and that seems to be the 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 main emphasis. So I need to wait and see if if it's a monster hunter situation where you can still play it on your own. Uh, before I get too excited, because it does look good, um, but I'm not going to play with other people, I'm going to want to play myself, so second extinction, we'll wait and see uh, what happens with that one, but yeah, we'll see. Then, uh, it's Yakuza time, Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, which is a spin-off in the main Yakuza games, um, so this one came out a f- couple of months ago in Japan on the PS4, um, so now this is it being confirmed for Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Um, this is a spin-off. So instead of playing as Kazuma Kiryu, which you, you do in the other Yakuza games, uh, you're playing as a guy called Ichiban Kasuga. Um, and it's instead of it being set in uh, Kamurocho, which the, which the other ones are, uh, this one's set in Yokohama. 
um, a wee place in Yokohama. So you're playing this Ichiban guy who uh, was in kind of member of this clan, um, and he's asked to go to prison for a murder that he didn't do, and he th- thinks, "Cool, I'll do that. If I do that, I'll be a hero by the time I come out." So he comes out like eighteen years later, and nobody knows who he is, and he goes to the clan's leader and says, "Fuck this." And he shoots him in the chest, basically. And then when he wakes up, he's like half naked in a pile of rubbish in Yokohama. And he's like, what am I doing here? Um, that's when you know you've had a good night out, when you wake up days later half in your drawers in a pile of garbage. And you're like, well, it must have been a good night. Um, it looks just as mental as the, as the Yakuza games do, um, which is it's always a good thing. It's a series I'm just about to get started into. I've always wanted to play the Yakuza games and now we're in a situation where it's possible to play them all uh, all fully translated and localised in English and now Like a Dragon's coming out it's, it's exciting times uh, as someone, as me, for me as someone who's kind of always wanted to get into them but never got around to it, this is, I'm just going to binge the whole lot of them in one go which is going to be pretty cool um, once I ever find free time. So yeah, it's launching on, it's going to be a launch title um Series X um, and it says in on the blog they say that it'll also be available as simultaneous release on Xbox One X, Windows Ten, PS4, and Steam. So it sounds like it's coming to Xbox One, Windows Ten, PS4, and Steam first. Um, and then when the Series X comes out, it'll be there on day one, presumably, and it'll be smart delivery as well. So basically, you buy it on Xbox One. Um, and play it on that and then when the Series X comes out you can switch over to that and keep playing on that um, should you so desire which is good um, then Damon Baker who's the head of the global portfolio for Xbox turns up just to give a final summary saying wow what do you think of all those games you, golly gee whiz um, and then pisses around with different kind of backgrounds uh, zoom backgrounds you know Yuck, yuck, yuck. I'm now in Inside Dirt 5, um, as you do. So, yeah, and then he kind of teased, oh, there's one more thing, um, even though right at the start there's a subtitle that came up and says, Stay tuned for Assassin's Creed footage. And so he's like, Oh, one more thing, here's Assassin's Creed footage. You know, like, I know, shows it then. Um, so, yeah, so he kind of wraps it up and says, Okay, well, there's more to come in the coming months, but here is uh, what to expect from. Assassin's Creed Valhalla and again says it's gameplay even though it blatantly isn't gameplay um, but um, yeah he, he, sorry I'm just waiting for him to finish because he's still talking a lot of garbage you think they would have got better quality uh, green screens but I get that they're on zoom and that's the gimmick is that the everyone's working from home but I mean we're talking Microsoft here uh, so yeah then they got to the Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, quote unquote gameplay trailer um, which to be fair still looks fantastic because it's, it's, it, they say it's an engine at least so in engine it looks superb um, this one's been developed by Ubisoft Montreal mainly who were the team behind Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag aka the best Assassin's Creed game so I've got high hopes for this one um, apparently according to the press release Offering a captivating Viking experience, the game brings players to a dynamic and beautiful open world set against the brutal backdrop of England's Dark Ages. Um, yeah, and wee bits of Stonehenge and stuff shown in, in the trailer as well, which is quite good. Um, so yeah, this one also will have smart delivery, which is good. Nice touch by Ubisoft. So uh, when it comes out, uh, you'll be able to buy it on Xbox One. 
um, and then play it on Xbox Series X as well. Um, Ubisoft says it will release worldwide on holiday 2020 for Series X, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Stadia and Windows PC exclusively on both the Epic Game Store and the Ubisoft Store. The game will also be available on Uplay Plus, Ubisoft subscription service that nobody uses. Um, so yeah, there you go. And then that was it. They then cut to just all the interviews and stuff with people just showing the same footage I already showed. So that was it. That was your, your thing. 13 games in total. Um, a decent selection. Uh, but only three of the games, uh, Bright Memory, Infinite, Scorn and The Medium, don't have smart delivery, which implies that they... M- certainly, it, it didn't just imply, it certainly it confirms that the rest are all on Xbox One as well and implies that the other three, these three, are, are the only ones that may be exclusive to Series X, but we don't know yet. Um, that's both a good thing and a bad thing and Microsoft have to be really careful how they push this going forward because this is going to be at least 400 quid um, if not more um, and Microsoft is probably going to need to announce more Series X exclusives because this is a smart delivery thing is one of its most welcome features but it could also be the one to bite them in the arse because on the on the, on the one hand there's obviously no need to double dip, you, you can buy your Xbox One, you can have your Xbox One or your Xbox One X for your Game Pass and everything um, and then when the Series X comes out you can go right I've instantly got a library of games. I don't need to have the usual thing where you buy a console and have to worry about which one launch game to buy with it because you've already spent so much money on the thing. You've got an instant library of games there, especially if you're on Game Pass, so that's a good thing. Um, And any of the games you've bought recently will jump straight to Series X and presumably, I would hope, a lot of older games will get upgrades for Series X. Um, Even if it's just basic upscales to 4K and 60 frames a second, I'm up for that. Um... So that's a good thing, but on the other hand, there's going to be a lot of people saying there's so many Series X games that are already on the Xbox One, why don't I just buy an Xbox One for 180 quid or 200 quid or whatever it is now? Um, is it really worth dropping nearly half a grand on basically just a graphical update? Um, I'm, I mean, the, the cards on the table, I'm going to buy one at launch, but that's... I kind of have to buy one at launch. I'm going to buy a PlayStation 5 as well because I need to... My whole... This is my kind of hobby, do you know what I mean? And, and, and as, in terms of the whole games journalism side, I need to kind of stay on top of it and I need to know what I'm talking about, basically. Um, and I'm not going to be able to... Re- I still do freelance reviews. I'm not going to be able to review games on these things if I don't have them. Um, so I'm going to be buying them both at launch regardless. Um, but I'm already getting annoyed at the kind of fanboy stuff that's going on online. Um, and it's coming from both sides. It's 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 just a typical nonsense. Also, when PlayStation uh, did their conference, which was drier than the fucking Sahara, um, you had loads of people having a go at them, myself included. Uh, oh, that that was that was terrible. It was terribly. Uh, the the messaging was really bad. The way they were promoting it, they were promoting it as if it was going to be a first look at the console, and then it was just Mark Cerny instead talking for a full hour about really complex. Uh, development tools um, which served a purpose but just not necessarily the purpose that they were uh, the, the way they were marketing it so that was kind of a criticism um, a valid criticism but then this Xbox presentation had equally valid criticisms that they were selling it as come see the first Xbox Series X gameplay and instead of gameplay what we got for the most part was in engine cutscenes 
which serve a purpose again, like like the PlayStation One. It served a purpose in letting people know what the system could do. This one serves a purpose in letting people know theoretically what this system is capable of. So you might be annoyed that you're not getting to see the actual games being played, um, but you are at least getting to see what the environments will look like, what the uh, what the in engine in engine uh, visual detail will be. Um, and in that sense, I was impressed and, and I was happy with what I saw. Um, but obviously the jury's still out and how that's going to translate to, to gameplay. So we're in a situation where basically both PlayStation and Microsoft, uh, both Sony and Microsoft are dropping the ball to an extent. Um, and both uh, Sony fanboys and Microsoft fanboys are jumping on, jumping two-footed challenges into every opportunity they can get to put the boot in. Um, it's just getting really nasty and it's just really depressing to see online it's just, it's, it's just this is obviously the first big next gen console war in what six years or so now um, and you can tell obviously the internet gets more and more toxic every year um, so now we're in like the worst uh, this is probably going to be the worst launch in terms of fanboy arguing uh, so I'm just going to keep the head down and I'm going to get them both and just enjoy them both and obviously not everyone is able to do that um, and I'm really fortunate in that regard but at the same time um, I would hope it's the way it goes I've said this a million times before fanboy wars are what they are people can only afford one which is totally understandable and then they feel the need to put the other one down just to kind of reassure themselves that they made the right choice so that's that's just the way it goes um, but regardless the point is that both of them have work to do um, I would say again as someone who's buying them both I would say Microsoft is edging it just now because at least at this point they're showing the system at least at this point they're showing something it's, it's not necessarily full gameplay but they're showing in engine stuff and, and at least giving people an idea of what kind of quality to expect Um Sony's obviously coming. They're 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 bringing games. They've got stuff, but there's all also this kind of conscious. The the the, the rumblings doing the rounds are, are that PlayStation Five will be less powerful but more expensive, um, partly because of this fancy hard drive it's going to have. So the, it's going to be interesting when they both come out because although although both seem quite similar at a glance, they also both seem quite different in terms of what they're focusing on. Xbox seems to be focusing on graphical detail. Whereas PlayStation seems to be focusing on access speed, uh, loading speeds, and if we're going to have a lot of multi-format games, um, it's going to be interesting to see how how that plays out. Especially when you've got the kind of digital foundry video type stuff, it'll be really curious to see a lot of videos, which I would assume would say Xbox One, Xbox Series X looks better, but PlayStation Five loads quicker. I'm assuming that will be the kind of general thing doing the rounds and. That's per that's a perfect storm for fanboy fights until the end of time, because you'll get oh my games look better, oh my games load quicker, blah, 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 and and I'll just uh, I'll just close the door and just play my games and they can fight it out. Um, but yeah, overall, in terms out of ten, that was like a six. Um, I would say that that presentation because and I, I know the the instant kind of reactions to jump on and say that wasn't gameplay is it like, yeah it wasn't but um to be fair at e3 and things like that a lot of times you don't get gameplay either you get these teaser trailers and these were essentially um other than assassin's creed 
a lot of these were basically game announcements. Uh, there were trailers just announcing the game. It was the sort of shit you'd get at the Game Awards and stuff like that. Uh, speaking about John, and, 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 <laughs> as an aside, I noticed that Jeff Keighley started his Summer Games Fest thing today. Uh, by basically showing the Xbox presentation and putting him in the corner, reacting to it. Um, it was a bit cheeky, I don't think that counts. Because <laughs> the way he was um, talking about his Summer Games Fest thing, I was assuming that he was trying to come up with an alternative to E3. But if it's just, if, if him doing a reaction video counts, then I'm going to launch my own E3 alternative next year. Call it Skullfest 2021. Um, and I'll just basically put my face at the bottom of all these videos and claim them as my own. Uh, but regardless, that's, that's um, digressing a bit there. Um, yeah, the point is, I'm happy enough with it. The, those were kind of trailers to announce what kind of games are coming to Series X. Um, and to be honest, although there wasn't much footage there of the actual gameplay, um, in terms of the, the trailers, in terms of the concepts, in terms of the games and what they offer, um, story-wise and plot-wise and uh, stuff like that this is the first time in a long time that I've watched a presentation and there hasn't been a single game where I've thought I wouldn't play that um, other than potentially the dinosaur one uh, Second Extinction uh, where the jury's out, I need to wait and see if that's solo but if that's a solo game as well and you can play it on your own then I would happily play all 13 of those games based on uh, their their vibe and, and, and how they look and the, the general plot um, they look like my kind of games, so yeah, I'm up for that. Um, but there we go. That's that's a wee a wee look at the world of inside Xbox and the first look at Xbox Series X quote unquote gameplay, which wasn't actually gameplay, but a first look at the Xbox Series X uh, capabilities. Put it that way, uh, graphical capabilities. Um, so there we go. Hope you enjoyed that little chat. Um, I'll be back with more. Uh, very soon a more kind of general podcast uh, but I just thought I'd kind of put my thoughts down on here uh, commit them to audio so that when all these games come out in 8 months time and it turns out they're all shit you can all point back at this podcast and laugh because I was really enthusiastic about them um, so yeah, hope you're all doing well hope you're all staying safe I'm personally about 95% health wise now I obviously had my really bad cough um, I've up a few weeks back, um, which we'll never know what, whether it was that or not. Uh, but I'm at the point now where I can, as you can see, talk for a decent length of time and not struggle too much. Although I can feel my voice going now. Um, but yeah, I uh, hope you're all staying safe and staying well, and uh, it's, it's not getting to you too much, and you're all kind of uh, getting through it as best you can. Um, so have a good one, and I'll talk to you all very soon. Um, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye.